Hi, this is David Austin from Megadeth, and we are tuned in here to East Coast Metal Radio. Keep it hard, keep it heavy. All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, John from East Coast Metal Radio here on Friday, chilling out in the office here in Philadelphia. Uh, we're going to wrap up the week with our debut of uh, the interview I did with one Mr. David Ellefson from Megadeth this past Tuesday. Um, of course, you can imagine, super excited, big honor to talk to David. Um, we had a lot to talk about, uh, mainly about the uh, revitalization of Combat Records, um, the um, label that signed Megadeth when they uh, first came out, along with other bands such as Exodus and Hellstar and Nuclear Assault, um, David and his uh, partners in uh, EMP Label Group have revived Combat Records, and 2018 is going to be a big year for the label, and that's what we were talking about during our interview. Um, we also spoke about um, David's coffee company. Rockers like more than alcohol. <laughs> David's a big connoisseur of coffee and he's uh, taken his passion and uh, started his own coffee company we touched on that and some other stuff so we'll play the interview shortly um, yeah so this will be a cool episode we're going to kind of focus it around uh, combat records um, and you know David's uh, label EMP uh, it would be too easy just to play Megadeth you know wrapped around this interview but we're going to focus it on combat records so um, the first uh, song I want to play is from Exodus, their first album, Bonded by Blood. came out in uh, 1985 on Combat Records. It was the band's debut album. Um, Zetra was not, on the, was not in the band yet. Um, vocals were handled by Paul Bailoff. Um, however, when the album was re-released by Combat Records a couple years later, I think it was like the following year, uh, Zetra was on a couple tracks, so... That's cool. But Gary Holt is on guitar. This one is a song called A Lesson in Violence. Enjoy.
don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at ECM Radio Show and uh, also at Music Frenzy underscore net and on Facebook at uh, East Coast Metal Show. Um, and of course, our parent uh, website is uh, musicfrenzy.net where you could find all the interviews that we've done, uh, music news, concerts we've covered, photographs, uh, all kind of cool shit. Um, so we're going to get into the interview that I did with David. Um, uh, again, it was just awesome. 20-something minutes, we just uh, talked on the phone um, about what he has going on um, outside of Megadeth. Um, obviously, the band was touched on throughout the conversation, but um, the purpose of the phone call was to talk about combat records. So um, very cool insight into uh, uh, you know, what combat records was. Uh, the part that they played in Megadeth, um, and of course, you know, the future of Combat Records. And uh, we also spoke about bands that David is uh, managing and also um, has signed to his label, EMP uh, Label Group. Um, and one of those bands is a band that we're going to play now, um, Dead by Wednesday. Um, very cool band out of Connecticut. Um, the song that we'll, that we'll play is called Power Troopers off their album, The Darkest of Angels. Um, that was released on uh, EMP, and um, you can find out about the band on uh, deadbywednesday.com. So we're going to play that song, uh, we'll do the interview, and then what you'll hear after the interview is um, another band. Uh, Dave uh, manages this band, and they're also on the EMP label, a band called Dollskin. Tremendous band, and I'll talk about them uh, when we come back. But uh, this is going to be Power Troopers by Dead by Wednesday, followed by our interview with Mr. David Ellison, and then finally the uh, song Furious Fixation by Dalskin.
John, Dave Ellison here. Dave, how are you? It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, man, how are you? I'm doing great. Where are you at? Are you in Arizona today or out in Cali or what? I am in I am in dark, cold, and gloomy Arizona today. <laughs> uh, it's, I, think, I think it fell into the 50s, so we're freezing our asses off out here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting ready for, getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> Highly unusual. Are you guys handling it? I mean, you all bundled up in coats and hats and gloves or what? <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. It was 82 days ago, you know what I mean? 80, sunny, not a cloud in the sky, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this feels like London or something. What the hell? I'm like 30 minutes north of Philadelphia, and it's 63 today, oh, yeah. so it's gorgeous nice. today. We're loving it. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. So we have well, cool. so much to talk about, and I'll try to make it fast, um, you know, so I don't take up too much of your time, but, you know, I think we have to start off with uh, Combat Records, man. I mean, congrats on reviving Combat Records. I'm so stoked to hear that, man. Yeah, thank you. I know. it. You know, it's funny. My label partner, Tom... Hazer called me about a year ago. You know, we started EMP Label Group about two years ago um, to relaunch the uh, Dalskin uh, LP. Well, it was an EP, and we were relaunching it as an LP so that it would be retail ready. And and as the band was growing, and then we uh, signed to Rising Chaos and Green Death and a couple, you know, a couple thrash bands like that. And suddenly, this label just, you know, really started growing, and we found. You know, we found that we could provide a service for, you know, to be, you know, to help artists, um, you know, some new artists get in the game because labels just, you know, they're so, they've always been very picky and finicky about what they, what, what they sign and now more than ever. So we kind of found this place where we could help them. Um, and especially new artists like the Dollskins of the world. And, and then we quickly realized that, uh, um, you know, combat records was available. So we, so we, uh, we grabbed it and, you know, but we just, we were very, very diligent about how we were going to relaunch it and who we were going to put on the label because there was a, there's been a period where, um, you know, it was, it was under a, under a previous ownership and, and, and I, I don't, know that they really understood, you know, kind of what that, what that brand meant. You know, I guess they, there are some other artists that they had signed under it that weren't thrash bands. And, and, and I, and I, and I read this last week was just confirmation that, you know, how much that label meant and the artists that were on that label, how much they meant to so many people, um, and how they just really changed their lives. So I'm glad we have been very diligent and have really been patient in taking our time in relaunching it and, you know, having Raven, Hellstar, one of our other artists, Dead by Wednesday, and a, and a really great kick-ass new thrash band out of Chicago called Raph. Right. You know, that we're really, we're really angling it at that thrash and metal bands, man, because I think that's what, that's really what that label deserves to have with it. Yeah, you know, it's important that you bring the nostalgia because, you know, when Combat Records had just come out whenever they made a release you knew it was on a kick your teeth in you know i mean exodus megadeth hellstar uh nuclear assault i mean you know there are a handful of labels where you know if you're a metal fan you know like you and i are you know that anything that they put out is probably going to bash your head in and i think that's what i remember about combat records yeah exactly and that's why i think it's important you know that's and even as we formed emp label group you know that was you know emp is is an acronym for ellison music production 
And, you know, I wanted it to be a label group, a group of labels, because I think it's important, and Combat's the perfect example, that when you put out records under a uh, a brand of a label, that it, it's synonymous. I mean, even Capitol Records, I remember watching the Capitol logo spin around on the turntable when I first got, when they sent us a copy of Peace Cells and we were sitting there watching it. I mean, all I could think of is, dude, that's the Beatles label, you know? Um, you know Apple. what I mean? And it's just how cool that was. Shit, we're on the same label as the Beatles, you know? And, yeah. and, and it's, you know, when I, when I would, you know, Warner Brothers, I remember growing up as a fan, as a kid, you know, war, you know, like, like, you know, Van Halen records. I mean, there were just certain things that came out on certain labels and, and so as we formed the NP label group, it was important. You know, we just, we just created Outlaw Records and we just signed Ron Keel. I mean, he's the perfect artist. I mean, he looks the part. He sounds the part. He's the perfect guy to be on this sort of like, you know, Southern rock, country rock kind of vibe. And that needs to be very different than what we put out on combat, you know? Oh, so, sure. um, sure. I think we've got a, you know, we're getting a nice little, team of labels here that all really fit under one umbrella called the EMP label group. When I get a press release from Nuclear Blast, I know what I'm what to expect. I'm not going to get country totally. or you know some symphonic or whatever. So, I'm glad that yeah. Combat's going to be doing the same thing. Yeah, and you know it's like with a band, you know, we learned that years ago with Megadeth, you know that it's like you know, we all write different types of things, but there's only a certain style that's allowed in Megadeth. You know what I mean? Because when you buy it, you expect it to sound a certain way. And you're right, same with labels. I mean, Victory Records did the same thing, Century Media. Um, you know, Metal Blade, I think, is a label like that. It's, it's, you know, um, you know, you, they're just, there's, there's a, you expect a certain style of, music to come with a certain brand and it's it's just very you know it's branding's important and and the quality control that comes with it so um and i just love you know i love the i love the logo and you wouldn't believe how many texts emails and messages i got about people that had the the, that original like you know camouflage colored combat t-shirt sure (laughs) of their life you know so i'm sure i have one in the closet uh, somewhere so yeah yeah it's it's cool man so it's you know just i think the whole thing it's really we're really just you know being very really just you know just really you know making sure that we do make the right moves with it you know so now megadeth was on combat was that your first label that you guys signed to it was. There was a handful of suitors. There was Megaforce, Metal Blade, um, Road Racer, which was which then became Roadrunner. Roadrunner, yeah. Um, and they were uh, um, a Dutch label. Um, and you know they were kind of the bigger players of the of the indie, you know the metal independent labels. And um, we ended up going with Combat and. And, um, you know, then for after we did Killing Is My Business, we toured that. And then we, we made, we actually made the Peace Cells album for Combat. Um, we did it on their budget. And then, um, Capitol Records stepped in and bought out the contract. So then we, you know, did the, the Peace Cells released on Capitol. And then, you know, kind of the rest is history with, with Megadeth at Capitol Records. But now Combat was pretty much in its infancy then, right? So what about Combat made you guys say okay let's just let's go with combat well it's funny walter o'brien was was the one we were talking to at combat and it's funny he then went on to be the manager for pantera sure, sure. um some years later so walter was a guy who 
you know, steeped in the metal scene. And, and again, this was a, you know, keep in mind thrash metal and power metal and the things that were coming out that were on all of these labels at that time. I mean, this was, this was the next wave. I mean, what was all over the airwaves and MTV was Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, Rat, you know, kind yep. of, you know, the LA, the LA, you know, Twisted Sister, I guess, you know, these kind of things. And, and some of the bigger bands like Iron Maiden and, you know, the, the you know, uh, Scorpions and, you know, you know, bigger, bigger metal groups. But, you know, this next, these, these labels launched the next wave, which it essentially would be thrash and speed metal and, and even, you know, certain power metal, you know, like the Hellstar stuff, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah. that was really the next wave that was coming up. And, you know, these labels all launched that and, and, um, you know, so, but, you know, the, 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 the goal was, you know, you get, you get your first record deal and then hopefully you get signed up to a major and, you know, look, the, 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 the labels that signed Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer and Anthrax. And even Exodus and, you know, they, which was combat. And, you know, I mean, it's like they, they, they did very well <laughs> by signing by, you know, by stirring the pot with it, with this next wave of music that would be called thrash metal. So now I did see a list and you had mentioned previously on um, the uh, releases that combat has for 2018. Can you elaborate a little bit about each band? Um, I know, I think the health, I think the health store are, are what B-sides, uh, uh, classics from B-sides. Yes. Yep, exactly. And Hellstar and Raven uh, are, were on Combat, the original Combat. Right, so, right. Um, so it's that that was very important that we, and part of it is we is we were working with Raven on this new record, and that's why we wanted to be very, you know, that that's a big release. It's a big, it's a it's a cool group to have on our label. We wanted them to be really one of the flagship artists when we made this announcement on Come for Combat, and. Um, and then also Dead by Wednesday, who are another, you know, great group out of the East Coast. Um, and then this, this group Wrath out of uh, Chicago. I mean, great friggin', you know, thrash band. And, um, and so, you know, I think we've got it framed with a couple of the, of the, the heritage legacy bands with Hellstar and, and, um, and Raven and bringing them back home to, you know, kind of where they started. And then also, um, and then also to uh, you know, brazing up, you know, bringing up some some new artists as well. Yeah, and even with EMP, um, there's some great releases that you already have and that are coming out. I mean, um, I'm pretty excited about the new uh, uh, Voodoo Terror Tribe album that's going to be coming out next year. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing is is you know, it, it's nice that we've got you know we've we've got a we've kind of got a nice place and a home for everything now you know we've got emp underground we've got combat so emp ground underground is the really really heavy you know almost metalcore stuff you know combat is the more thrash and power metal stuff um outlaw again is our you know sort of southern rock <laughs> you know kind of thing and then we've got um emp label you know just emp proper which is kind of for the stuff a little bit more in the middle. It doesn't know? fit in, and, yeah, um, sure. Yeah, so it's nice that we have a, you know, it's really starting to segregate and delegate some, you know, a home for, for, for the different genres. Um, last year was, a, well, I should say this year, was a really cool um, time for music, and I went and saw the Warp Tour, and it was just a, a great event, and I was really stoked to see Dawskin, um their song daughter i think is just a fantastic song but 
by the time it hit Camden, they were already off the tour, so I was kind of bummed, man. But, um, you know, you got a really cool band there. What drew you to Dawson? You know, yeah, they, they, they did. Yeah, thank you. They did the first couple weeks of, of Warp, which was huge for them. I mean, they are the perfect Warp tour band, um, and we knew that. You know, they're young. Their audience is young, and we spent the first year, maybe 15, 18 months, really just, you know, giving them a look at everything, getting them out on the road. We, you know, um, and, um, and, and, and then this year with their current release with Manic Picture Dream Girl, this was, this was a huge step up. I kind of liken it as like their, their first record was like Killing Is My Business and this is their P-Cells. Okay. Know? And they, <laughs> nice. and they, you know, and they, they really, you know, we got, we got good touring for them. We kept them out on the road and, uh, um, and really, you know, just starting to connect now with, with an audience. And, and, you know, for me, when I saw them, I mean, I just saw the whole package, you know, I saw a group. They had a, they had the right look. They've got a sound. They've worked together as a team. They look like a band. And to me, that's, that's important, man. And again, I, I saw them at their very first show they ever played, which is a, uh, which is a, a talent show, but uh, wow. you know, they met at School of Rocks. So these are girls that were all very passionate. They're, they're misfits. They're the outcasts and the misfits. You know, these, these girls didn't aspire to be the prom queen and the sorority, you know, the sorority <laughs> girls. These the were plastics. girls who were into frickin', <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were into rock and roll and heavy metal and punk rock. And I frick, that's, they're like girls after my own heart. You nice. know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, and it turns out I actually knew, uh, the guitar player, Alex, I actually knew her. Um, she was actually in a guitar camp thing with my daughter a few years before and just to see where, you know, she evolved to and just to go, wow, man, she's got great presence. She's a cool writer. She's, you know, she's a real student of the guitar and they, and they just get it, man. They, they get it. And it's, and that's something that either you, you have it or you don't. I mean, it's hard to teach it to somebody if you don't have it, you right. know, and, and they're really about their, who they are as a band and they, they, they stand for things. They're, you know, they're, they've got some ideals and they're, they're committed to them. And, and I, to me, that's, that's the mark of a, of a great artist. Sure. Sure. I think on the combat records, uh, uh, Facebook page, there's an email where people can submit. Um, I'm sure knowing that you're going to get 18 bazillion different submissions. Um, what is it that you're looking for? You know, what, what certain things should, you know, should bands have, um, you know, to even submit to you well, guys? We're looking for that, that label should be, should be thrash punk and, and, um, and, you know, stuff that's, that's, you know, that, that really kind of reside, you know, kind of thrash punk and power metal. I mean, it, 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 you know, today's combat should, should harken back to the original combat. Um, because I think they're, and also artists who are, who are hopefully game changers, you know, people that really come in and, and set the world on its ear and, and, you know, they don't have to be perfect. They just need to be, they just need to be right, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, um, and that, and that's, I think is a, is a, is a huge part of, of where a band finds its home. Um, is, you know, again, you know, when you, it's like I became Dalskin's cheerleader. And I remember when, when Megadeth, when we got our first cheerleader, he was Andy Summers, uh, booking agent. You know, he really, he basically salvaged us on the Killing Is My Business tour, which was a complete disastrous tour. Wow. And he came in and he helped salvage it and put it together and or piece, keep it together. And then he became our agent and he helped us get signed to Capitol Records. He helped us get a manager. I mean, you know, he became a guy, and, and so I know what it's like when 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 
got a team that comes together around you because as great as your music is, as great as your band is, if you don't have a cheerleader, man, it's 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 a it's a seriously really crappy uphill battle. It, very uphill, steep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now let's divert from music for a moment. Um, uh, you have a, co- a coffee company. You took, I guess, yeah. your your a coffee connoisseur and made that into a, a, a business. Um, you know, talk to me about how that came about, Dave. Well, I, I um, look, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a notorious coffee drinker. I was posting videos of me trying to seek out coffee around the world on YouTube <laughs> years ago, and um, just you know, to me, coffee is it's look, it's, it's about the drink itself, but it's also about the hang. It's about the community. I mean, I like coffee houses. It's just sort of this neutral, you know, it's like this embassy, you know, when you're traveling. Years ago, we used to say McDonald's was the American embassy. You know, okay. You found a, when, you know, if you're in Europe for a, for two months and you find a McDonald's, it's like, oh, a little taste of home, you know. Sure, uh, sure. And to me, that's what coffee houses became. You know, they became this kind of cool, let your hair down, hang out, you know, and um, kind of thing. And that's, you know, to me, the coffee house concept and coffee is, it's very much like being in a band. It's like, just kick it, dude, you know, let's, 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 let's jam, let's work on some tunes, let's, you know, it's, it's an artistic, feel-good community, you know, okay. and, um, and I've been drinking it since I moved to L.A., and we started Megadeth in 1983, our first drummer, Dijon Carruthers, and I, we were like the, you know, coffee guys, you know, we'd go over to his place, and we'd sit around and drink coffee, and, and, uh, you know, so I, it's it's something that's been with me for pretty much my entire, you know, professional music career, my adult life. And um, um, when uh, when I I, I I was connected to my first roaster, um, uh, Parliament Coffee Roasters, um, uh, and that, and that was, and, and that was owned by uh, uh, Paul Wagoner, uh, who is the uh, guitar player between the Barrington. And okay. so, first of all, you know, we're musicians, we're, we're, I have coffee ideas, he has a coffee roaster, and that was, that was where it started, and now we've, you know, we have a, a, a big roaster up in Minneapolis that does a lot of our fulfillment, and we've been talking to another roaster about some other concepts, so it's kind of, wow. you know, just like having a record label, you know, it's like you, you print vinyl here, you manufacture CDs there, you know, you do t-shirts over here and it's, you know, so it's very similar to, you know, the sort of the supply chain and the production and the marketing of it, um, is, is, I, I just, I love it. I love the whole thing about it. And of course, you know, it has to start with a, with a, you know, with a great product and something that people like. And, um, but I think, you know, we're at a, we're kind of at this age now in our, you know, with, with music and everything where you, you know, fans enjoy learning more about your own personal life and your, and some of the things that you like and lifestyle things, you know, so coffee is a part of my lifestyle. And so now it's, it's, you know, part of, part of who I am and what I do as a, as a professional musician. Too. And just like with the EMP uh, group that you have, you have different quote unquote labels, which, are, which would be your different flavors. The, uh, the rock and rose, the roast in peace, Kenya thrash, urban legend. I mean, I'm sure that each one has its own little, variety of, of uh, flavor and taste. Yeah, they do. It's kind of like having different guitars, you know? Okay, <laughs> like, cool. This is the one I play thrash with. This is the one I play ballads with. And <laughs> this is one over here I play punk rock with. Right, right. One of the big tours that came through Philly and, you know, across the U.S. this year was Megadeth and Meshuggah. Um, and then we saw you guys uh, in September up in Reading. I think the tour kicked off uh, with Megadeth and the Scorpions. 
Um, yes. You know, uh, do you guys have input as to, you know, who you have as openers? Or, oh, I mean, I know that, that you were, the, I guess, the opener for the Scorpions, but, you know, do you have a lot of input now, or do, is it still label dictated? Um, how does that work? No, no, we, we very much have, have an input on that. And, um, you know, the we were originally, it's funny, the tour with Sugar was the first concept that we were working on in um, kind of late 2016. And then out of uh, the blue, we got the call from... Um, from Danny Zalisco, who's the promoter here in uh, Phoenix, he uh, we had just played Seth Meyers and I went back to the hotel and I got a text from Danny. He said, "Hey, give me a call." So I rang. And he said, "Hey, we're just talking about ideas for the Scorpions tour next year. What do you think about making the Scorpions?" I said, "Totally, we would yeah. love to do that." <laughs> me and Dave and Kiko, big big Scorpions fans, sure. we played with the Scorpions before, and it's always been a fun hang with those guys musically it's good with the fans and so that's so it's funny then all of a sudden the scorpions tour kind of went into first place and the Meshuggah tour got sort of routed uh you know sort of secondary to that um and um so it's just yeah it's kind of interesting how things fall into place you know and that's kind of how you know like this year in 2018 we were thinking well you know probably off the road for a lot of the year working on a new album next thing you know all of a sudden we're on tour throughout june in europe doing festivals and sure. things are starting to fall in around it so you know it, it's kind of the beauty of where the band is at these days where um you know obviously we create and make new music but at the same time you know we've got these generational fans and and even the new young fans who may have discovered the band on, on Dystopia, they want to go back and learn. And so they, you know, learn about, you know, Killing Is My Business and Peace Cells and Rust in Peace and all this stuff. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, our, our phone keeps ringing to, to go out and, and keep playing and do stuff. And I think that's that's a really cool place in our career right now to be at. And when the phone doesn't ring, you have your own label and coffee company. So you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave, listen, man, it's been a, a, such a pleasure to speak to you. Um, I appreciate your time. I'll let you go for the evening. Awesome. Thanks, John.
All right, back here on East Coast Metal Radio. Um, obviously, very cool speaking to Dave Ellison from Megadeth, and I've been fortunate enough. That's the third band out of the big four that I've spoken to. As you know, if you've followed me on, on our website, musicfrenzy.net, we've spoken to Anthrax, Joey Belladonna, Charlie uh, Benanti, and uh, Frankie Bello. Uh, trying to get Scotty in one day, that would be super cool. Um, we also spoke to um, Paul Bostaff from Slayer, in person when they finish up the um, the Mayhem Festival. And now we got Megadeth, so, uh, you know, if you guys want to pass uh, some word over to Metallica so I could cross off the big four, that would be super cool. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. That was really cool insight into, you know, music and Megadeth and, um, yeah, you know, his love of coffee and the bands that are coming out on the uh, label in 2018 with Dead by Wednesday. I'm not familiar with Wrath, but, you know, again, you can hear the passion in Dave's voice, so that's going to be a cool one to uh, check out. Um, and, of course, the release from Hellstar. So that'll be cool. And then I hope that you uh, also enjoyed the Doskin uh, song, Furious Fixation. You know, a female band, very cool. You could check them out at doskinband.com. Um, and uh, if you are going to the ship rocked cruise next year they will be on that uh cruise so check them out all right gang we're going to wrap it up here on east coast metal radio and musicfrenzy.net for friday december 8th any of you metalheads and music fans know what december 8th means rest in peace dimebag rest in peace john lennon um but anyway i hope you enjoyed our interview with uh Dave Ellison from Megadeth. Stay tuned to CombatRecs.com, CombatRecs.com. If you guys go on to Combat Records' Facebook account, there is an email to submit to the label. If you're an up-and-coming musician who thinks they have what it takes to be on uh, Combat Records, man, do it up. But I hope you guys have a good night. Have a great weekend. I appreciate you stopping by. We're going to leave uh, tonight's episode with bass-heavy Megadeth song called Symphony of Destruction. Yeah, so I'm out. Have a good night. Thank you. Take us both.